May Christ dwell in your hearts through faith. Through faith. Words of the epistle reading today to the Ephesians. Next month in Rome, the Synod of Bishops meeting on the family will again convene to finish business begun last year. Their business has been the cause of much agitation from all sides of the issues discussed. And there is apprehension over the results that are to be expected from this synod. People have asked me to talk about this, but I've rather remained silent and calm. It's not because I'm afraid of the subject, nor that I'm reluctant to speak about it or even negligent in not speaking about it, but it's because I have confidence in the Holy Ghost guiding Christ's church. Well, today I want to speak about this not in my own words. In fact, it's the easiest sermon I've ever given, in a sense, because I'm going to be quoting bishops, cardinals, of the church who have spoken on this subject, people on our side, so to say, that is to say, people who represent correctly the teaching of the church. And so the words will not be my own that you will hear, but I think it will be enlightening and I hope comforting to you. First of all, it was admitted that we are living in one of the greatest, if not the greatest, crises in the history of the church, in which some of the pastors, which is to say the bishops, would rather obey the world than the teaching of Jesus Christ. People of the church they who are responsible for the proclamation of the gospel as taught by Christ should teach what is and what is not moral in a clear and direct way. But, again I'm quoting one of the bishops, I do not think the spirit of the gospel reigns in the church today. That is why all these speeches of many high-ranking hierarchy are not strong. Their words do not have potency. They may be beautiful words, but they do not contain the truth. Another bishop. In the church there has spread a doctrinal relativism, which is now reigning in many theological faculties and seminaries all over the world. Christ is no longer proclaimed. One does not speak like Christ anymore who said, yes, yes, no, no. And this causes a silence to arise about sin, a quieting down of the moral tone. Sin becomes whatever you want it to be. But this is not the truth about Christ, which cannot be cited it must be total, 
If we do not have the totality of the truth, complications then arise, which we now see on every level. Even some bishops in their public pronouncements are contradicting some aspects of Catholic doctrine, especially on moral issues. The Ten Commandments themselves are subject to debate. This situation is manifest in an atmosphere of confusion. On the one side, we have the immutable and clear teaching of the 2,000-year-old magisterium. On the other side, there are phenomena which contradict these clear teachings. In the Renaissance papacy, the popes accepted in some way the spirit of the world, a new pagan Renaissance style was manifest then, not in doctrinal matters, but in the style of life and the culture that entered Rome in some way at that period. It just so happens that we are now approaching the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. This will take place in 2017, a time wherein a large segment of the German church initiated a revolution that shook Western Christendom and led nearly to its permanent destruction. Many of the German bishops backed Luther. His movement would have died a natural death had it not been for his support from bishops. And here we are dealing with a repetition. Men of the church, especially in Germany, are putting themselves above eternal Rome, that is, above the immemorial teaching of the church. But Christ is the same now as he was in the past. He is not different. Some of those who act in his name are not of him. They are not of his flock. They have long been wolves in sheep's clothing. Thank God that the laity today is stronger. The Roman Curia assigns such bishops who are not bishops according to the heart of Christ. They are, quoting the scripture, dogs that do not bark. They tend to themselves. The last synod was convened, convened to discuss the topic of the family. We are living in an almost universal crisis of the church, but not only the church, but also of the family as an institution of marriage. However, and to the astonishment of the observers, during the meeting, the highest church leaders discussed the issue of homosexuality and questioned the church's teaching on the indissolubility of marriage. When we observe carefully what happened in the last synod, 2014, words were pronounced there that contradict divine truth. For example, some bishops said that we have to evaluate positively homosexual relationships or partnerships. 
homosexuality does not belong to a synod dedicated to the family because this is not marriage. This was a shock to me, Cardinal Burke is speaking, and to many of the synod fathers when suddenly in the report given after the synod, many so-called positive elements in homosexual relations and positive elements in cohabitation outside of marriage were mentioned. Cardinal Casper aims to achieve a change in the paradigm of the church, radical change in relation to the family regarding the sixth commandment. It was proposed that the church could change the doctrine that marriage is indissoluble, but that is not true. It is heresy to teach that homosexual relations are not disordered or that they have positive elements. This proposed divergence signifies an attempt to radically depart from tradition, from the magisterium, and from the words of Jesus Christ himself. I could not do otherwise, he said, than to oppose very strongly these proposals. The term being used here by some of the liberal bishops is a new pastoral care. Everybody is talking about it, but no one really knows what it means. This new pastoral care is only a code word which hides the true issue. To admit the existence of human sexuality outside of a valid and sacramental marriage is against the sixth commandment. But these bishops hide themselves with expressions such as mercy or opening new doors. This is falsity. It is not sincere. All false words will be revealed. Christ said, all which is hidden shall be revealed. And all these stratagems of Cardinal Casper and his group will be revealed as a lie. It is against the spirit of Christ and the apostles. The church has never changed the teaching of Christ. For centuries it has taught the truth about the indissolubility of marriage. No person has the right to change it. It is a doctrine that clearly stems from the words of the Lord Jesus, what God has joined, let no man put asunder. Marriage is the fundamental cell of society and therefore also the fundamental cell of the life of the church. From the beginning, God intended that a man and a woman should unite themselves in a faithful, lifelong, and procreative union that would become a participation in the divine love, which is in the Blessed Trinity. And so, it is not true that marriage has only a sociological aspect. Marriage is primarily a theological, religious institution. St. John the Baptist 
for his testimony about the truth of marriage as God intended it from the beginning was martyred. If we bishops defend marriage in this very secularized culture, we may have to give our lives to defend the truth about marriage. It was Martin Luther who first spoke of the affirmation that matrimony is a worldly thing. This is apostasy because in the Bible, God created marriage. And therefore, even the government has no real competence in matrimony, but only a secondary competence on some aspects of it. Christ elevated matrimony to the dignity of a sacrament. If insistence on the truth of these matters means that a cardinal will be opposed to another cardinal, then we have to accept the fact that we find ourselves in. For my part, Cardinal Burke speaking here, I don't look for this kind of conflict. But if, in defending the truth of the faith, I end up in a disagreement with another cardinal, what has to be primary to me is the truth of the faith. Christ's teachings on marriage and the Christian truth about homosexual acts are not well received by many people today. Unfortunately, among them are bishops as well. Some of them announce that they will decide what to teach. They, not Rome. And these frightening words were said, we are not a branch of Rome. This sentence worried many Catholics and it placed us in a real threat of schism. It was an attempt to anticipate any potential decisions at the upcoming October session of the Synod on the Family in 2015. We, the German church, we will go our own way, it was said. Regarding the phrase about not being a branch of Rome, one should note that Christ said that he's the vine and we are the branches, branches inserted into Christ. There's only one Christ and his vicar is the Roman pontiff and there's only one church. <clears throat> if these bishops are saying that they are independent from the universal church, then they're no longer Catholic. Over the past two years, we have seen yet another emanation of what is called the anti-Rome syndrome of the German church, which says, we are the church, the open church, that understands modern man. We are not the church of rigorists who turn their backs on the needs of the modern church. And so we are living already in a time of schism because when there are bishops and priests who openly contradict the truth of God by their pronouncements, they separate themselves in some way from the truth of the church 
and this is a kind of schism. Catholics the world over are asking themselves, where is our church heading? They anxiously look forward to the next session of the Synod planned for October. One bishop says, I'm afraid there will be a rotten compromise. Everything will be dressed in empty words. The Pope, during the Synod, will show whose side he is on. If he accepts the statement of those who want to distribute Holy Communion to the divorce, there would be a heresy in the church. And if he does not accept, there can be a schism in the church, a German church, a Belgian church, a Dutch church. In such times of crisis, members of Christ's body, even of high clergy, may become unfaithful, even traitors. These are wounds on the mystical body of Christ. Christ continues to suffer. If we bishops do not speak to the world what we should speak, the world will dare to tell us what it thinks is right. Different ideologies speak up, but we are politically correct, pretending that everything is well. Either we are on the side of Christ or on the side of the devil. There is no third option. In this, the common people are sometimes closer to Christ than the priests. The church is not the church of the bishops, nor of the pope. The church is the church of Christ. Christ is the head of the church. Even when there is such confusion and when there are such poor representatives of him, he manages to guide his church because he is God. The Pope has never told me not to teach what the church teaches. But if he would, I would resist him. Together with many Catholics and with full filial humility, I do expect a clear position of our Holy Father, Pope Francis, in this matter, which now worries so many people. It is our, it is our first duty to be faithful to the words of Christ, to revelation. When the truth of God, not our opinion, his words are in danger of being changed we have to stand up and raise our voice or else Christ will judge us. Why have you been silent? Why have you not confessed me before man? According to the declaration of Christ, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. The church will overcome this crisis as well with God's help with the founder of the church. It is certainly the Calvary of the church 
and its way of the cross. But at the end of this road, there has to be the resurrection. We know this for sure. All of what I have said just now is a string of quotes. And I've tried to make you realize by them the gravity of the real issue which is at hand. And the issue is not so much marriage and sexuality, but faith in the church, the church which cannot be undone by any human power, nor by all the powers of hell combined. This is not to deny that there might be a tragic outcome from the synod. Soon we will know one way or the other. But your faith will not have been changed in the slightest degree. And this is the reason why I remain perpetually calm about the synod, as about many other things. Like anyone else, I can become upset, disturbed, but only for a moment. And then after recollection, peace returns, all because of the absolute conviction that the words of Christ are infallibly true. And so my last word to you today is the words of our Lord himself. Peace I leave you. My peace I give you. <laughs>